0: Traveling with kids, it can be so stressful. It makes you want to just, well, stay home and not travel. We know we've been there. A lot can go wrong. However, experiencing a new city or a new activity together with your children, it can be pretty magical. So travel it is for the theme of this episode of Moms in the
1: Middle. I'm Ivanka Osmak. And I'm Melanie Ng. And here are the things that you think about, everything that could possibly go wrong, anything from... How long will they last in their car seat before throwing a fit? Will they be that kid on the flight? And how much is too much to pack?
0: For most of us travel, though, I mean, it's unavoidable. You can't not do it. You have to visit family across town or across the country, fly south to avoid the Canadian winters, or you're just sick of all those staycations. So we're going to share our stories of traveling and have a guest on to help make the trip a little easier. But first, it's time for good and bad moment of the week. Mel, I'm handing the reins
1: over to you. Okay, I'm going to start with the bad. So tis the holiday season where there's a lot of babysitting involved. And with the babysitting means you feel like you don't want to leave all of these instructions, make sure you do this, light this. You kind of want to give them a little bit of autonomy. But sometimes when you do that, things can go wrong. So my husband and I were at uh, his work party. We had a babysitter. But the babysitter, I only found out the next morning, put the wrong diaper on my poor little Josh. This is how I found out because come six in the morning, he is covered in wet. So he's wet from, I don't know how the pee got all the way up to his chest, but up there, all the way down his pajamas, through his bed, through his um, toys, because by accident, they put a swim diaper on him, which might have been on one of the shelves. Not absorbent. You know what? Not not their fault. Probably my fault for leaving it. Why would I? Because maybe I'm thinking about traveling. I'm thinking about getting somewhere hot where you can go swimming. At least it
0: wasn't number two, I suppose.
1: I think it actually would have been better
0: if it was number two because it would have oh. been contained. Oh,
1: okay. contained. So anyway, that was that. But then the next night, we had another holiday party and my sweet, sweet mother was babysitting and I warned her. I said, mom, these diapers, okay? These ones, not these ones. I'm going to put these ones away. Mm. The next morning, Josh wakes up covered again. And I looked at his diapers. They were on backwards. <laughs> mom. So my poor mother, she was horrified when I told her the next day. But the thing is, I can't be mad at anyone. These are, you know, this is everyone just trying to help mm-hmm. out. But at the same time, you know, you're up early in the morning washing the wet diapers and people can relate to this one. I know yes. the wet beds. Um, so that was the bad. The good is the language is really coming in for him, mm-hmm. which is awesome. He starts to tell really long winded stories, but he looks you in the eye and he's, he's telling them with intention, right? He'll say, "Mum." The man walked down the street. You're like, yes, yes, tell me more. These are good sentences. But then he starts blurring in shows. So he'll say something like, the man walked down the street, and then the monster appeared. (laughs) (laughs) And then Mickey Mouse. And I went, okay, now you're starting to, you know, like your worlds are kind of colliding, but it's so sweet to see the process and see him put together ideas and concepts and remembering things too, you know, so it's pretty sweet to to tell
0: stories about the babysitter and putting on the, how Uh, did this diaper diaper get on you backwards or the swim one? Okay. So our good one was, uh, the three of us, my husband, George and I, we all got our flu shots Mm -hmm. and you always brace for the worst of how it's going to happen when you have a shot, because you don't know how the kids are going to react. So we went to the doctor's I, it was it was all like very matter of fact, and it went so so well and efficient. I was so surprised. Amazing. I thought we'd be waiting so long. And she poked George in the arm, and there was like a cringe of his face like he had eaten something sour <laughs> and he was about to cry. and then he just stopped and <gasps> he was done, and that was it. And we went on our day, and he was so excited to get oh. a sticker and just put the sticker on, you know, on top of the bandit. and you know, then he put a sticker on his on his jacket and whatever. So it went totally fine. I so I was it. like, okay, done, done done. We don't have to do that for but a had very he had a, long time. Has he had a flu shot before? He's had one before. Did he freak out before? No, but he's, he's, he has freaked out over other shots before, okay. like when at the six-month or nine-month mark. So you just never know yeah. how they're going to react. So he was fine. Nice. We were all good. And my husband was all good, too, because sometimes okay, he cries. He, he no, <laughs> okay, but the bad was went out for dinner with some friends, um, you know, a bunch of kids. Anyways, George didn't want to sit in his high chair. He was being just very whiny and refused to sit so I just put him on my lap after a while and he was eating um, while he was sitting in my lap and all of a sudden I feel my hair like he's brushing my hair and I'm like oh thanks George (laughs) and then my friend across, across from me looks and he's like you've got beef in your hair because George had been brushing my hair with, with my fork that was covered in beef and pasta. So Aww. that was not the look I wanted to go for on a Saturday night. He was trying. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had beefy hair and strands of spaghetti. You wondering why dogs were following you around for the yeah, rest exactly. of the night. Exactly. But that was my bad moment. So there's no direct connection between beef and my hair And traveling with kids. Other than stress. (laughs) Although the stress, exactly. And sometimes you get off a plane looking like a disaster. Um, And I remember when George was a really young baby because I ended up taking him down south when he was, I think— eight weeks old. And everyone we met would say, take him now when he's mm. when he's so young and he doesn't move and he's not squirmy and you don't have to do much. And I was like, yeah, but I'm looking forward to those days when we can interact and we can do things. And, and he'll be talking and looking out the window and he's not just like lying on me. Mm, not so much no. anymore. Because our last trip when we went down, we went down south and it was a three and a half hour flight. He was Everywhere, like all over the chair in front of us, all over behind. He wanted to race up and down the aisle, and there was no, no stopping and holding him back. There's nowhere to go. You you just have to do it. You do it. And it gets so hot, especially for me, (laughs) and you start, like, taking off layers of clothes because I get so sweaty and nervous. So I didn't appreciate it as much as he was a baby, but— um, one thing that has been really lucky for us is we've been on a couple flights where we've had amazing flight attendants who mm. will take him yeah. and hold him and try and nurse him or rock, not nurse him, well, not nurse him, that's because an that interesting would be flight, different, <laughs> di- interesting, <laughs> but they'll try and try and help out and they'll just like lend a helping hand to my husband and me, or sometimes I've flown by myself with him. And so they'll just, they'll just be there to like hold him or yeah. hold his hand so that I'm not always like gripping just him. Just give you a break. Right? Give you a break. But the one thing that I tried to do is bring snacks Mm -hmm.
1: and lots of toys and wrapping them. Yeah. But it didn't really work. I think he's too young for that. No, listen, I heard the exact same advice when people said, I remember my first travel experience. We were going to Mexico, all inclusive. It's going to be so much fun. And everyone said the same thing, bring new toys that he's never seen before, do this, that, the other thing. It was a disaster The way home, we had so many delays with our flight. Um, So by the time we actually got on our flight, he was a monster. He was wailing. And we were next to uh, another girl, I think, at the time. So he was maybe 11 months. This girl maybe was three. And when one started to cry, it set the other one off. On top of that, he had a poo explosion. Of course he did. Of course he did. And so I went, okay. And listen, parents, if you have changed a poo explosion in in those little teeny tiny bathrooms on on the airplanes... First of all, I didn't even know there were change tables, but they're there. They're wrapped into the wall. You have, you know, really only elbow length to be able to change. And I did it. And I remember I got through it and I I went back to my seat. I was going back to my seat. I went, oh, no. I didn't bring a spare pair of pants with me down the aisle. So here comes out this baby that's nude except for just a diaper. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, "Yes, I'm that mom. Okay, yes, I'm that mom. Yes, I have poo all over me. And yes, he's been wailing. And so much so that I remember other passengers saying, can we help you? And like you said, Ivanka, like with the... Um, with the flight attendants, it's just someone saying, can I help you? Or just giving you a sympathetic look. Or I actually handed over Josh because both my husband and I were kind of at our wits end and we didn't know what to do. This is our first child. And so I let a lady hold him just Mm -hmm. to give me a second to breathe and he wailed even more. So I took him right back and I remember picking up our bags from the baggage check when we came off the flight and we were standing to some people who, you know, singles, they probably had a fun time in Mexico and they're like, well, where were you sitting? Oh, next to the crying baby and oh, I I looked a at shot them, to the heart. right I looked at them like oh you'll be me one day you were the one we were that
0: family because it always seems like a good idea when you're booking your flights to time it and even mm-hmm. you know we do cottage runs or drives to the grandparents whatever and you always try to time it with a nap or with mm-hmm. overnight It never works out, does it? It. We got to the airport super early and we just let him run. We put him, you know, (laughs) gave him as many carbs as we could and we let him, George, run all over the place. And we were like, oh my gosh, he's going to be so tired. We're so tired. We're going to fall asleep on the plane. It did not happen at all. It doesn't
1: like... Anytime you're like, you know what? I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It's going to be perfect. That is when things go wrong. Even just the longer car trips. My husband's family uh, lives just two hours outside of where we live. And uh, I remember packing everything. I packed him up. We were staying for the weekend. I got everything. If there was a zombie apocalypse, Josh would be fine because I had everything he possibly needed. Okay. I packed this massive, massive luggage. We get to my mother-in-law's place. We're unpacking the car. And I went, um, Scott, to my husband, where's my luggage? Like, I didn't see it. I left my luggage at home. I had nothing, but that's the thing, you know, as as a parent, you're thinking about all these different things for them. You kind of forget about yourself after a bit, you know? Totally. it's all these little stresses, like the packing is a whole other world.
0: Well, one mom that has a ton of experience traveling far and wide with her two kids and makes it look, I don't know about easy, but definitely doable is Sina Duvenage. You probably already follow her Instagram account or read her blogs on Happy Gray Lucky. Cena is the mom of two adorable children, 5-year-old Isabel and 3-year-old Nicholas. And when I reached out to Cena to be a travel guest, I think it was a sign because she was actually just about to go on a trip to Arizona with her family. So, thankfully all the travel tips and tricks are fresh in your mind that you can <laughs> help us out. So first of all, what is what is your number one rule when you're packing up the kids and you're going on a trip?
2: My number one rule is to just take it easy. I think we think too much about it. We stress ourselves out. And that just adds to everyone's stress because, like, kids feed off our stress. Mm-hmm. So when we are stressing out, um, they will too. So I always find for me preparing um, really early, like having a packing list, really thinking about it. I've even done This sounds crazy, but I've done (laughs) test packs just to see that everything that I need fits. And now I have this master packing list because I try to bring as little as possible um, because I find the first thing when you're going through the airport is all your stuff. And just when you have too much and you can't manage it, that's that first level of stress. Stress, And when you can like get that in order. And when you can manage that easily by yourself, um, that just sort of sets the tone for the rest of the day, for the rest of the trip. So For me, the packing is like, number one, to have very little. You guys were talking about you know, having <laughs> absolutely <laughs> everything yeah. with you. And I bring as little as possible. And in terms of entertainment, like talking about toys on the airplane, like that's never worked for me either. Yeah. More than a stuffy or something, it's better to not bring anything because there's so much there that they will engage in and um, even in the airplane, the airplane is so much more interesting than the <laughs> toy you pack. It's so true. And so, if you just know, like going in with, um, I mean, sure, you guys, your your ages are a little more difficult. I have three and five, and they're they're getting where they're getting to the point where flying is easier. Mm-hmm. But if you go in with it, like assuming, okay, we're just gonna check out every area of the airplane, mm-hmm. then they love it. You know, you're gonna do it. You're prepared for it, and then like it just goes so much more smoothly, and you have less stuff. Just mm-hmm. all this. stuff. 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 It's with too kids.
1: much. I remember, so perfect point with that, when you said the toys don't work, they, they didn't work for me either. And I remember he, all he wanted to do was play with that, you know, like the in, in, the brochure. The, 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 yes, the brochures. That's that all brochure. So this
0: all is all, like why the, they have it there. It's just like that magazine. <laughs> but Nobody did everybody had kids? tell yeah. you that? They're like, no. you know, buy toys from the store. They've no, never had seen them. they no. wrapped them individually. I had we didn't even get through them all because he didn't care. Didn't yeah, care. No, it lasts
2: like 30 seconds a toy and then you're, you know, five minutes into the flight and you're like, great. Yes. And That's now, the entire do we do bag for stuff, stuff that I haven't
1: used. Okay, two things for you, Cena. One, we need a copy of that master packing list. Yes. If okay. you could just uh, <laughs> email that to us. But two, did it, like you said, it was kind of trial and error for you. So Absolutely there are going to be a lot error. of people listening, right, yeah. who had the babies and they went to the toddlers. And now if there's someone who is flying for the first time with a baby baby, do you remember those days and just being in a daze? And what kind of advice would be best for them?
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah, I remember that. And with your first, especially, I mean, everything in terms of parenting your first, um, it's all so difficult. So everything seems like such a big deal. Um, But yeah, I think I'm going to read it at the point, like just plan ahead and write down what you need and then cut that list in half because you really don't need half of it. And think of anything that I, I would say, like for the flight and for the first few hours, get what you need for that. Anything else you can purchase, like Google where the closest grocery store to where you're staying is, and then just buy it. Even if diapers are more expensive there, even if it's not the exact same brand, it's honestly so much easier to just go with it when you're there than to do it beforehand and just to lug absolutely everything with you. Um, baby carrier is key as well, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Like I always bring a stroller as well, but baby carrier for younger kids. And yeah, the whole sleeping thing on the airplane. I think it really depends on your kids like Mm. one of my kids my first she loved sleeping in the carrier and she could sleep in the carrier if I was sitting it was great amazing but my second was the complete opposite. He needed space for sleeping. So for him, if I had done or when I tried, I tried a night flight. Like it did not work at all. So I think depending on your baby or your toddler, like whatever works better for them in terms of sleep. If they can sleep, it's great to do it with sleeping. But if there's any trouble whatsoever with sleeping, like just don't try it. It's better for you to walk around the airplane for three hours straight while they're awake. And then to put them in a pack and play or whatever it is mm-hmm. when you get there. than to try and have them nap and then like You're tired because it's your nighttime, too, and they're tired, and that just makes everybody go crazy. I mean, you'll get tired from walking them around, (laughs) but it'll be less so. I feel like it's less so because you're not missing your nighttime sleep. You're just exhausted during the day, but you're always exhausted during the day, right? Welcome to motherhood. (laughs) Welcome to motherhood. You've done the plane
0: ride. You've, you've survived those dirty glances and all those people that were saying, we were sitting behind <laughs> oh, those B- people. B- B- oh my God. Yeah. Ignore those people. Seriously, <laughs> and then ignore them. I know. It's so hard. It's just. so hard. I know. Because you want everyone to like you. Right. Well, that's no. my problem, at least. But you get to your destination. What are some, of, some advice that you have or what are some of the things that you like to do when you go on vacation with the kids? Because it's yeah. so new for them. It's so new for them. And but you can't you. do the same things mm-hmm. for you, no. maybe.
2: So the biggest thing that works for me is to... Um, plan only one thing for me a day. So that means, let's say we're going to Paris and I really want to go see the Eiffel Tower or whatever it is, that has to be the activity for the day. Um, Don't plan more than that a day and then plan the rest of the day around their normal schedule. So that means going to the park, to the playground, whatever it is that they do, find it there. If it's stroller walks, for example, if if your baby is still young enough and they like walking in the stroller, then pick areas that you can walk around in. But cater half your day to them and half your day to you I mean, kids will find something interesting wherever they are, even if it's like in a line somewhere. Like, <laughs> yeah. But then take the time to do that. So if they just want to hang out, like talking about Paris, like when we were at the the Louvre, the, the fountain there, they spent like over an hour just playing in the water there, which for me, I mean, I don't need to sit there in the same spot for an hour, but they loved it. And it made me be able to be in that place and to enjoy it and them to enjoy their own thing about a place. And it that when you're when your mentality is is like that where you're just taking the time to enjoy that and just not trying to do too much in a day then Everyone enjoys it and has success, and you actually get a lot out of traveling new places with kids. I find it actually more enjoyable Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways than before because you really see new things you've never noticed. You look at it in a different way, and just seeing their eyes light up over little things, it's just its really magical, and that's what I love the most about traveling. I love that. Some
0: people may say, sorry, just, um, you know, why would you take your kids to Paris of some places and spend this money when they're not going to remember? Because I remember as a kid, my parents took us everywhere. And I don't remember. Like we went to Barcelona, and all I remember is the pizza. Or I wanted right. to eat French fries, <laughs> and my dad was like, no. "This is educational. We're spending so much <laughs> money." Oh man, sorry, Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> you know, but that's what I
2: remember from the trip. So, what would you? But you still think it's it's worthwhile? I absolutely think it's worthwhile. A, because it's also for you, and you should do things that make you happy with your kids. So even if they're tag-alongs, which I don't think they are, but if you if you believe that they're just tag and they're not going to remember. You're doing it for you and you will remember and that is worth it. and you can't always not take your kids. Mm-hmm. Like I've done a couple trips now without them, and for sure a lot of a lot of aspects of it are a lot easier. and I do want that still um, to a certain extent. but most of the time I for lack of a better word, I have to take them and but I want to because I want those experiences for myself. But then also for them, I mean, my daughter, she's five now, she remembers things from when she was one and a half traveling that I've forgotten. And then I have to really think about it and be like, oh, yeah, you're right. For sure, it'll fade as the time goes on, but they're retaining that. And I think just exploring new places and new cultures, you know, new food if they're actually willing to <laughs> eat it, which is a whole nother mm-hmm. story. But. Creates new experiences for them. And that's educational, even if they don't remember it. I mean, we read to our babies. They can't remember that either. But we know it's good for them. We know it's educational for them. I mean, the same is for travel. If you're exposing them to new Mm -hmm. places and new things, that's building up who they are. And if you want somebody who's, you know, who respects different cultures, who uh, appreciates the world, who appreciates nature and the different aspects of it. Well, That's what you're doing.
1: Yeah, right? and I was going to ask you. It also helps you out in the long run too, because the earlier, the more frequent that they, you know, it's yes. a fear, right? But the more mm-hmm. you travel with them, oh, they get used absolutely. to it, and they go, "Okay, this is the airport. This is okay, how I this is a long yes. car ride, right?" And so it really does help you selfishly in the long run too.
2: Oh, absolutely. So great example of it, too, is with my kids, because I lived in Germany when um, Isabel was born. So I lived there for the first year and a half of her life. And um, I would take her for weekends all the time to different places. And she is the most amazing traveler. She's always been great at traveling. I have done only one trip with just no two trips now with just her. And I get on the airplane and I do nothing for three hours. She's just there. She's with her iPad. She just requests a snack or a drink every now and then. But she's great. And it's been like that for years now. She's been a great traveler because I did it, did it so often. But then my son, we lived here, and for the first two years, just with two kids, and just here, it's so expensive to get out of, you know, mm-hmm. Toronto or even within. I mean, even within Canada, travel is crazy expensive. So we just didn't do it that much, and it took him like a good year to get good at traveling. And you're going to learn something every time. You're going to pack too much and you're going to realize, oh, I didn't use half of it and next or time. Yeah. Or not pack anything at all. Or not pack anything at all. Remember <laughs> yourself. This is that? why you need a packing yes. list so that, you know, mom <laughs> oh, yeah, me. gets Luggage. stuff. I've bought right. myself things on trips too because, like, you, you don't think about yourself. <laughs> no. You think about your kids. But. Right. So, again,
0: when you're when you're in your hotel or if you rent a place, whatever, sleeping arrangements. Usually I have to, you know, we have to sleep in the same room as our son and he's, you know, he (laughs) snores or he cries or he does this and he has the early bedtime. We're still at 7.30, which, you know, sure, the odd time I'll go to bed early, but I don't want to go to bed every night at 7.30. So how do you, because it is expensive staying in a hotel or Uh, getting a place, accommodations. So how do you make that work, um, the accommodations (laughs) when you're on vacation?
2: Yeah, you know, go under the covers and be on your laptop. <laughs> yeah. um, no, you know, we've I've had those experiences, too, and it depends on it depends on your kid as well. But, like, I've done some weird things. Like, I've put my kid in a pack and play in the closet. Just, I've heard this. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people do this. If you have this, a closet yeah. big enough, I mean, why not? You know, then yeah. when you go to bed, you open the doors <laughs> again. But um, I think here, too, thinking about it and planning. I, I love um, Airbnb-style it's not usually more expensive than a hotel room, and there you can usually at least get a bedroom and a living space that's separated, and it's just one bedroom that you end up all sleeping in. You at least have somewhere to be when you're awake at night, and it has uh, laundry access, which, Ooh, and yeah. same with the kitchen access. Yeah. I mean, in the mornings, to be able to make them easy food in the morning and not have to worry about going to breakfast is very helpful. Mm-hmm. But if you're going with a hotel room, then either if you have a balcony and it's warm enough... I've done that, so at mm-hmm. least you can hang out in the balcony with a glass of wine at night, or bring a baby monitor and live and go sit in a common space. I've done mm-hmm. that as well. That's um, right. See how far you can get to. See how far it, you, it depends on yeah, where you there are. There's apps for that. Yeah, there's apps for that. <laughs> Seriously, Please? I know my husband and
0: I tried to hook it yeah. up. where he had the monitor and he left his phone in the room, and we tried to
1: go. We didn't. I feel like every parent's gone far. through that exact same. I know. Okay, I, I've made it past the pool. Do you do you <laughs> yeah. see the baby yeah, now? Can you hear me now? Is he can fine you hear me now? now? <laughs>
2: are we good? Go I mom. mean, that one's a hard one to do. I, I admit, that I've done it. It depends. Like again, it depends on what you right. how things are going yes. and if your kids are not <laughs> sleeping well. I mean, the end of the day, I mean, it's never a vacation. It's always It's just a trip with kids and elsewhere. You're just elsewhere with your children and, yeah, things like sleep can be a lot more Difficult, but you also get a lot out of it.
1: So. Yeah, there are the reaction online was insane. Mm. So many people had you know funny stories or tips or tricks that they uh, talked about online. The question that we, we put out there on Twitter was, "What is the best travel tip with young kids?" Yeah, and and we had a lot of people mm-hmm. who wrote
0: in and said iPads, iPhones are a must, especially on oh driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there, there's well, no you don't care about that no matter what age because we were Mel and I have been talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um. And George just started watching off the computer, and I'm like,
2: oh, I feel bad because we're getting stuff done, but he's watching. Don't feel (laughs) bad. I know. Honestly, (laughs) don't feel bad. My rule for travel days, so I don't do this for car, but to be fair, we don't do long car rides, but we drive a lot. So I don't want them to get used to um, an iPad in the car. But honestly, it depends on how you use a car. But for me, any long travel that's um, public transit, which includes, let's say, an airplane, but like airplane, train, whatever, Mm -hmm. the rule is. They get devices and they know this. And honestly, they're so excited for travel days now because they're like, yes, I get to watch Paw Patrol for six (laughs) hours straight. And I've let go of that guilt. I didn't at first, Mm -hmm. um, but I've let go of it because it's just a day and it makes everyone's day easier. Isn't that the whole point? Just make it as easy as possible and just don't. Guilt yourself. Right. But it's just true. let it be. You just need to get some you, some I just stuff remember done.
1: people saying, like, oh, watch the screen time, watch the screen. Yes, you oh. can do to an extent, but then if it's going to help your well being, yes. y- where your mind is at, and if you're mm. a better parent because you get yes, that extra exactly. hour or whatever,
2: do it. And that do it. applies on the airplane. Yeah. You're gonna be in such a better mood. If you are semi rested. That's what you want, right? Yeah, that's yes,
1: what you want. Sina, yes, So, Sina, we've talked a lot about uh, traveling, but for a lot of people who are listening, they might say, you know what? It's a little expensive, maybe not in my budget, but there are ways to feel like you're exploring without spending all the money. Do you have any tips there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to get on a plane to explore new places. I think the air travel is the most expensive part of traveling with kids because once they're past two and they can't sit on your lap, you have to pay full price for them, which is insane.
1: When we were younger. Yeah. Yeah. When we
2: were younger, I feel like there were kid prices, but now <laughs> it's full price. So when I when we go as a family, we're now paying four times a single flight, which is crazy. So I think, you know, everywhere you go within a few hours, or everywhere you live, I should say, within a few hours, there's gonna be somewhere that'll have something interesting. With kids, I mean, you don't need Um, you know, the top 10 cities in the world or whatever it is, they're happy if there's a few rocks somewhere that they can throw into a body of water. So if it's somewhere that's something of interest to you, so whether it's a park and a beautiful nature area where they can just run around or even if it's just the neighboring city, something new. With most people, that's what they need from travel is to experience new places because you're much more, you you live much more in the moment when you're exploring something new. And so it really doesn't have to be something new or a new place that's a thousand miles away, it can be something that's only half an hour drive, an hour drive. Um, just research your area and just find areas that you love and car travel. I mean, if you own a car, yeah, it shouldn't that doesn't cost you too much? Explore your own backyard. Explore your own backyard. There's so much to still see and do. I feel like I mean, that's a bumper mm, sticker. Yeah, <laughs> and no, most people don't do it. I mean, I've explored Canada the least probably of all the countries that uh, I've visited, just because you think it's always there. But with kids, it's a good time to start exploring your own backyard.
0: So (laughs) here's one more that a lot of people suggested this when we asked uh, social media about traveling, and actually a former Toronto Maple Leaf, Jeff O'Neill, he tweeted uh, at me and said... Leave them with grandparents. <laughs> yeah. So um, I have a feeling he has done that maybe once or twice. Um, but it's true. You mentioned that you have had a so couple we. of solo yeah. tri- yes. trips. I know we have as well. And I, I remember I did put the picture on Instagram and I said, like, hashtag mom life. And someone came at me and was like... You know, Wait, you shouldn't oh, be without on. your kids. And I was like, no, really? you know what? This is yeah. good for me. Like, you are yeah. kind of saying, whatever's yeah. easier, this is what I need to get on with my life mm-hmm. and go back and be the best mom and parent I can. Yeah, but, but solo trips, that's totally okay.
2: That's totally okay. I mean, momming is a 24-7 job, and every other job in life gets vacation, and even nights, which you don't get. I mean, you need a vacation mm-hmm. from being a mom and so I absolutely if you have if you can not everybody has that luxury of being able to drop off kids at grandparents mm-hmm. for a week but if you can absolutely and grandparents love it they love kids it kids love it mm-hmm. they
1: do the and they get
2: spoiled it. for a week <laughs> like you no wouldn't kidding. want that right <laughs> yeah you're right at the
1: end of the day you know you, you gotta drop the guilt right whether you it's to drop the guilt whether for it's so people judging you because of the looks mm-hmm. or going on those solo trips because I still feel it like I still feel like oh I should do this but is it gonna make me a better parent am I a horrible parent because I let my kid do X, Y, and Z.
2: No, and travel is one of those stressors that you just, you got to let it go. And you have to just go with it. I mean, put throw your rule book out the window a little bit. Like certain things that you do at home, if you can't do them easily while traveling, just let it go. Yeah, it'll just make it so much more fun.
1: You sound so zen, too. Like, even you're... Like, Ivanka B- B- are like, we have all these questions. I'm <laughs> <all over> sweaty. <laughs> <And you> just, <laughs> I'm
0: hot. I'm and you're like, let it go. I mean, you know, okay. I can say this now. <laughs> I've, cause I
2: have you're five, five years of trans. experience. I have five years of experience and now my kids are a little older than yours. Definitely way more stressful. Were you us? you younger? Were you us? With my first? Absolutely.
1: (laughs) But go with the flow. Go Go with the flow. flow.
2: Sina, thank you so much for this. And if people want to reach you, how can they find you? Um, So on Instagram, leave me a comment or send me a DM. Or on my blog, happyverylucky.com, I have a contact email there that you can reach out to me. If you have any travel questions, I always love to... I always love to help other parents because I really want people to get out there and experience the world if that's something that they want to do. So yeah.
1: We will. Thank you. Thank you. This is the part of the show where we talk about moms who kick ass and I cannot think of a better person than the one and only Michelle Obama. Uh, she is everything. She's an everything woman. When, When people look at her, they think she has everything together. And the reason why we're nominating her is because she's come out with this memoir called Becoming where she says, I didn't have everything and I didn't have it all together. So she... Admitted that uh, she had a miscarriage 20 years ago. And that led to her having Sasha and Malia via IVF. But she describes this miscarriage as lonely and painful. And then she really did turn to other women for support. And she said it didn't take away the pain, but in unburying their own struggles, they steadied me during mine. Now that's just her personal life. Now you can imagine, fast forward, she becomes the first lady, the first African-American first lady. And to be able to stand in front of a global stage and say, look at me, I'm doing okay. Meanwhile, you have all of these things going on behind the scenes. That is full round of applause. I cannot imagine the pressure that she dealt with. From Washington, D.C. to Calgary is where we find our local
0: mom who kicks ass. And this is going to Kristen Hallett. Kristen wrote a book called Be Love. It's a children's book themed after honeybees. And it's a real real personal project because the idea came to her in a dream when she was a couple months pregnant with her first, a son named Will. And it was so wild, this dream, that she wrote down all the details of Mama Bee talking to her her baby bee and life-inspired stories. And she ended up miscarrying and she lost her son, Will. But she knew she had to bring this book to life because, as I said, it was a personal project and it would help her heal. She knew she had to do this to kind of move forward. and But she, she knew she had to do it, not just for herself, but also for others because she had talked to so many other moms who had suffered a miscarriage as well. And so this book is not only for herself, but also for others who have gone
1: through this pain. And there are so many. I have a number of friends who have um, experienced miscarriages and their biggest thing they always say is, I don't want to talk about it, but when you hear someone like Michelle Obama, you know, 20 years ago this happened and she's only becoming public with it now, it helps to create the discussion and for people to say it is okay to talk about. And so these are real things that, that women and men are going through as partnerships and as parents and we need these forums. Yeah. So to Michelle and to Kristen,
0: thank you for being Moms Who Kick Ass and complete inspirations. That wraps up this edition of Moms in the Middle. And now's our time to just give a woo-woo
2: thanks
1: to all our people. Stephanie Phillips, producer, Megan Coley, editor, and the Frequency Podcast Network. Do not forget, we want to connect with you on our social channels. So I'm on Twitter at CityMelanieIvanka's.com. On Instagram and Twitter at Ivanka Osmak with an women. And you can also find Moms in the Middle podcast on Instagram as well. Follow along, leave a comment, and give us a review. And for our final episode of Moms in the Middle, this one is special. We are interviewing the women that made us the women we are our moms. We're interviewing our moms. Um. Gosh, the stories. I want to hear from your
0: mom. I want to hear from your mom. <laughs> Jeannie, Jeannie will be bringing it. Yes, that is our final episode of season one for Moms in the Middle. We can't wait for you to hear it. Thanks so much, as always, for listening.